Welcome to People's Church Podcast. It's uh, Christmas morning, 2022, and we get to spend it worshiping, celebrating the Lord who loves us. How many here have ever lost anything? Come on, be honest. You lost something this morning. You couldn't find your glasses. You couldn't find it. How many notice the older you get, you lose more things? It's just like, and they're kind of right in front of you, like they're right there. So my wife embarrasses me often on this one, right? So I lose something, and then she'll say, well, it's right there. And I, it's right there. How do you miss that? But then you lose things of value. And there's times that we can lose things of value. I want to talk to you today on Christmas about what this is really about. And Jesus himself told us what Christmas is really about. It was him who actually came forward and said, here's why I've come. Here's why I am here. And when he does that, he's telling us his story. Because there's lost things. So today is called Lost and Found. Jesus in Luke 19.10 said this, I have come to seek and to save those who are lost. I had an older brother once. He was about six years old, and he's coming home from school. And uh, he somehow he just took a, a route through the woods, and he got lost. He really got lost. In fact, he fell into kind of an old pit kind of a thing. And he's stuck down in this pit. And all, everybody's turning out now to try and find him. He's sixth grade one, and, and everybody's looking for him. And I remember the panic in the home. I remember how afraid everybody was that something terrible had happened to him. And stuff, oh, and something had terrible had happened to him. He's stuck in this pit. And so he is, as they're all searching for him, I remember everybody, my mom was out there, she left me with a neighbor, and, and uh, she was out there, everybody, calling his name, calling his name. They finally found him, quite late into the night, in this pit, got him out of there, brought him home, and I love to remind him of this story, because he's such an overconfident person. So I really love to remind him of this story of how he got lost when he was in grade one, and how anything and everything can get lost, but there's things of great value that get lost. And Jesus teaches about this lost and found thing. Throughout your life, you're going to go through... Losing things and finding things. You're going to do it every day. It's going to be practice that you do every day. God did this, and he does it every day. He is seeking, and he is seeking to save. He's seeking lost things. Now, we can lose a lot of things in life. You know, you may have lost this year some pretty big things. You may have lost some family member. You may have lost a financial. You may have lost some health. You may have gone through some pretty big losses. When we lose things, there's only one person that's really seeking uh, you out and helping you to find these things. He told three stories in Luke chapter 15, and that's where we're going to focus today. He told three stories to explain what he meant. And the first story is just a story about a lost sheep. It's found in verse 1 to 7 of Luke 15. And in that story, just a a shepherd has a hundred sheep. So we have an exact number. 
has a hundred sheep. And he's bringing them back to the sheep pen after they've been grazing out in the open lands. And when he brings them back, he starts counting at the door. 96, 97, 98, 99, 99, 99. And then he says, oh well, it's only one. No, he didn't do that. He didn't do that at all. He put high value on that sheep and he locks the 99 in the pen where they're safe. And he goes out to find the one. You know, this is something as Christians and we need to be reminded of, not only that you have been sought out by the Lord, that you have been saved, but that as long as there's one around you that's not safe in the pen, he wants you to take on the very same idea that lost things that are valuable to God need to be valuable to you. Too often, just a little lesson on this, we don't value things the same as God values them. You know that person that you're saying, well, it's not so bad, they're not in the pen. God values them. They matter to him. He doesn't have this grading on a curve for the value of people. And so that lost sheep signifies something of value that the shepherd really loved and valued. Now, sheep are really a dumb animal. I state that with full confidence because I've done my research. They have no way to defend themselves. They have no speed. They can't run away from enemies. They don't have any claws. They don't have any teeth. They don't have anything that's going to really be a defensive weapon at all. They have one defense. And guess what that is? It's the shepherd. It's the shepherd. So if they don't matter to the shepherd, they have no defense. But you matter to the shepherd. We all matter to the shepherd. And so the defense is the shepherd. Then there's a second story. He tells right after this one because he wants to get the point of point across. So it's kind of like your, your mom yelling, supper's ready three times to you. She's trying to get the point across. And the idea is another valuable thing is lost. There was a lady. She's not really a wealthy lady at all. In fact, probably poor. But she does have some coins that are valuable. She has 10. And so she loses one of these coins. And somehow it's fallen onto the floor or something like that. Or maybe it slipped into the couch where if you ever want to need coin, you know where to look, right? Just look below your couch or in your couch or somewhere around your couch. She had lost this coin. Oh, by the way, in those days they didn't have like nice carpeted floors and they didn't have like, you know, uh, the kind of things that you'd see that coin real easy. Instead, what they had, they would have straw over dirt. So if that thing got in there, it took a long time to find that kind of coin. She calls her friends. They all come. They're all looking. She finds it. She finds it. Finally, they call a great big party and they celebrate. They celebrate. Now, uh, how many here are 12 years old or younger? Just raise your hands at me. 12 years old or younger. Okay, I need you to do something for me. Okay? I need you to come up to the stage. 
Yeah, just come up to the stage and join me. I, 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 have, I have something for you. See, we hid some coins on the stage. No, parents. This is for the kids. There are 25 toonies somewhere on this stage, and I didn't hide them. Okay? So, start hunting. Find a toonie. You found one? Okay. You get it. Hang on to the one. Don't, don't find 25. You each get one. Find one. And me, you might have to help somebody else find a toonie. You guys just keep looking. You see the motivation going on here? If we just said come to the stage, they're all... <laughs> Except for a few showboats, right? Then all of a sudden, you involve a coin. And look what's going on behind me. They all want a coin. They don't just want one coin. They want a lot of coins. Because they give it value. Value. The things that you might not value a toonie out there too much anymore. Maybe you do. Hopefully you do. But if you don't, you know, you wouldn't hunt too long to find a toonie. It's not going to happen. Look at these guys. How are we doing here? Who has not found a toonie yet? You found one? How many have found a toonie? One, two, three, four. Okay, I have 25 toonies up here somewhere. I have no idea. Oh, only one. One. Put the other one back somewhere. Hide it on somebody or give it to somebody who doesn't have one. Okay, I have a new assignment. Ready for a new assignment? Those of you that have found toonies, go help the other one find the rest of the toonies, okay? And give them the toonie. Go help somebody. There you go. You want them to find a toonie too. This could go on for the whole service. <laughs> because there's value in those toonies. It matters, those toonies. I better check around here and see if there's any toonies. How are we doing? Who has not found a toonie yet? You haven't found it. We got one, two, I found a three, four. We still have a few toonies to be found then. I don't have one. I might have to call the toonie master up. <laughs> that has placed these toonies to help us find those toonies. Evan, where are we looking? <laughs> you want to come and help? Or are you stuck on camera? Uh, Okay, everybody come here, come here, come here and see me, because if you didn't find the toonie, who still needs to find a toonie? I don't. You, you still need to find a toonie? Who else? Well, I got one, anybody else got to find a toonie? One, two back there, you guys got to find toonies yet? Ah, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to send you back to your chair, but if you didn't find a toonie, you come and see me after the service, I'm going to get you a toonie. Deal? Deal? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Go back to your chairs. You, you, you keep that. That's for you. Yeah. Yeah, those are yours. Uh, you come back after the service, and I'm going to get you a toonie, okay? Deal? If you hang around, I might get you two. I'm kidding. Okay. You see, whatever you value, you're going to search for. That's how we're wired. Christ valued us to such a degree 
that he was willing himself to pay the price for us. So we are lost. What does lost mean? Well, lost means just what you saw on the stage, that you can't find it. It's not there. It's not necessarily misplaced. That's different. Lost is, I've lost it. I've lost it. And we were lost, hopelessly lost, not partially lost, not, God, could you fill in the gaps between my goodness and your perfection? We were hopelessly lost. And he went and came, and he has found us. You've been found. You want to be found. Then he tells the final story, the lost son. This is the most famous of the three. The lost son. We call it the prodigal son. The lost son. It's kind of like my brother. He got lost. So this lost son story is all about the value of people, of you. You know, the joy of being found is high. The joy of being a part of finding others is higher. We're part of that. The Christmas story is not one day a year. The Christmas story is Jesus continues to seek and to save those who are lost. When he's grown up, he defined why Christmas happened, why he came. I have come to seek and to save those who are lost. So what do I lose when I'm lost? Well, I lose like the lost sheep. I'm going to lose my direction. Isaiah 53, 6 says, all of us have strayed away just like lost sheep. We've all left God's path to follow our own ways. It's basically saying to us that, you know what? You just lose your direction. And that's what happens with a sheep that gets lost. They have no idea where they are. If they're not in the flock and they're on their own, they're at great peril. And they have no way to recover themselves. You lose your direction. You know, when we stay in, in disconnected from God, if when, we don't, when we haven't received Christ, we, lo- we lose direction. We don't have direction for life. We don't have direction in the meaning of life, the purpose of life. We don't have direction in the big picture of things. But even as Christians, we have to be cautious because we can still lose our direction, not our salvation, but lose our direction. We can lose our direction in this way that we just find ourselves cut out from the herd. We kind of find ourselves, placed ourselves into some wrong things. You just want to know this. No matter how far you think you may have gone down those kind of paths, you have a Savior seeking you out. He constantly is seeking you out. His voice is still calling. His grace is still enough. The second thing we lose is God's protection. If we don't have Christ in our life, we don't have that shepherd. Look at the scripture, Zechariah 10, 2. My people are wandering like lost sheep without a shepherd to protect and guide them. To protect and guide them. People without a shepherd are really vulnerable to the enemy. You know, we can look at the world and say, oh man, it's going bad. And look at the destruction. Or you can look at it with a heart of compassion and say, they need a shepherd. They need the shepherd. You can look at somebody in your family that's kind of really, their life is deteriorated. They're not doing so good. And you can say, oh, and be frustrated. Or you can say, they just need a shepherd. Because that's what they need. We lose our potential. The story of the coin. 
potential, that coin, that coin that you guys have now, do you know that that has all kinds of value to it? It can do lots of good things. It can help other people. It can purchase things. It can invest in things. It can do things. It's got potential in it. And when we are in a lost state, we lose the potential of what God wants to bring into and through our lives. Ephesians 3.20 says, God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by his power working within us. Within us. Releasing your potential. Taking your value out there. And like a lost son, I lose my happiness if I am lost. When I'm disconnected from God, uh, everything about my happiness changes. Now it's extremely, can I say, like a balloon that's got holes in it. You'll blow harder in the one end, but inevitably it's losing a lot through the pinholes that are in your life. Because happiness is really sourced out of, a true happiness and joy is sourced out of a spiritual connectedness to our Lord. That he loves us and this unconditional love he has releases in us a source of happiness that is not ruled by our circumstances. But our wandering nature separates us from God. Our circumstances can separate us from God and our choices can separate us from God. Look at this great scripture from the story of the prodigal in 1514 of Luke. The younger son wasted all he'd been given and eventually he became miserable and lonely. Predictable. How many watched the old Scrooge, the 1951 version? I love that one. I still watch that one. I, took, I, I was watching it the other night. I think it was it with me. It was last night or night? No, it wasn't last night. I was here, right? Yeah, I was here. So it's a few nights ago. So I was watching Scrooge, maybe Thursday night, whatever. Here I'm watching this old 51 Scrooge, Alistair Sims version, right? And as I'm watching this, I, I find myself, my wife's busy wrapping gifts, okay? I wrap the big gifts. She does all those little things that she wants to buy, okay? So as what's happening is, as it gets to the repentance part, you know, where he finally comes to his, his uh, um, nephew's home and he says to the wife, can you forgive a pig-headed old man that's, you know, had, didn't have eyes to see and ears to hear? How many know what I'm talking about? You know, I'm tearing up. I've seen this thing like, I watched this thing in July. So, you know, like I've seen this thing a lot. And every time I see it, and I said to my wife, that movie, I can't watch that movie without tears at the end because of the repentance that is displayed. Repentance puts us right with God, gives us sources of happiness. The last thing is I lose eternal life if I am not connected to the Lord. I don't mean you lose your salvation. If you're a Christian, you're a Christian. But people without Christ, think about this, they're lost and they don't have eternal life. It says, what good, is it man for, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world if he loses his soul? I mean, what good is it? But here's the great news. But I may lose those things if I'm not connected to God and receive Christ. But I don't lose my value. God so loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him may not be lost but have eternal life. 
So God, Christmas is simply God's mission to save us. So what does it mean to be saved? Well, like the shepherd going after his lost sheep, Jesus came to rescue me. So Christmas is personal. Christmas is about you. It's not just he came for the world. Jesus came to rescue me. 1 Timothy 2.5, Jesus is the only one who can bring us to God. He became a human and gave himself to rescue all of us. Psalm 50.15 says, trust me in your times of trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. It also means this, like the woman searching for a lost coin, Jesus came to recover me. He came to recover your life. He came to recover for you the, 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 the freshness, the joy, the full life. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and worn out from caring too much. Learn to trust. Learn to trust and rest in me and you'll recover your life. See, that's the problem. Is so many people in this world right now, they've losing their life to all the wrong things. Anger goes up. Frustration goes up. All the different gamesmanship in life goes up. And they're lost life. Christ is there to help you recover your life. He will recover your life. When we are empty, when we are running low, he is there for you to recover your life. And finally, like the father coming running out to greet his lost son, when he returned, this lost son who left his dad's house and said, Dad, Dad, I'm leaving home. Give me what is my inheritance now because I don't want to stay here under your roof. I want to go out and I want to live it my way and do it my way. He did. And he lost everything. He's finally feeding the pigs. Not a good Jewish boy job. And he finally is eating the stuff that he's feeding the pigs. Can you imagine that? I don't mind eating the pig, but I don't like eating what the pig eats. And all of a sudden, he wakes up. I mean, not just in the morning. I mean, he wakes up. His heart, his head. And he says, what am I doing? What am I doing? He says, my father has servants in this house that live really, really well. They got great food. They got a roof over their head. They're treated well. I'm going back to my father and I'm going to say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And Lord or dad, uh, just make me a servant. I'd be glad to just be a servant in your house. So he's on his way back home. And on his way back home as he's approaching, his dad is way off over here watching. His dad's been watching every day. His dad's been looking down the lane. He's not going to go and bring the kid home. That kid's decided not to be there, but he's watching. And as this son comes home, he's walking down the lane. His clothes are a mess. He stinks. He looks awful. And he's in bad shape. And as he's walking down the lane, the father starts running from the porch all the way down the lane and grabs him by the neck and they hug. I was in St. Petersburg, Russia about five years ago and I was able to go to the, go to the hermitage where they have 
the Rembrandt of that and to see the Rembrandt of the prodigal coming home. It's quite, quite detailed. It's a beautiful picture. And as, as, as he's running, he's falling, and he's repenting, and, he, and he's about ready to say this to his dad, and his dad's not even hearing him. The dad is just hugging him. Tears coming. And he starts calling the servants. Bring some new clothes. Let's get some shoes on this boy. Kill the fatted calf. We're having a party. Oh, son, I'm going to give you back the family ring, which was like getting the credit card. It was. It's not God that's the stingy one, folks. And in that perfect moment of grace, we find the reason Jesus came. He's come to seek and to save the lost. So somewhere in our lives this morning, on a morning like this, you think that you're disconnected from the Lord in some way, or I would say to you, he has come exactly to restore that connection. Some of you may be Christians for many years, and it's just, it's not what, it's not what it should be. And you know that, you know that. But here you are on Christmas morning, Sunday, so I know your faith is real. But that means you have something to give to. And we need to live in this world, folks. A nasty world. A nasty world. We need to live in this world with the same grace. We need to live with that seeking to save, to restore. We must not take away the value and agree with the enemy and say they have no value. Don't agree with the enemy on that. That is not Jesus. He went as far as this. He said, even love your enemies. That's hard. Sometimes it's hard to love friends. How many kids here have friends? Do you love your friends? Yeah. How many kids here have enemies? Do you love your enemies? Hard. Hard. To, is it hard? Or which one's easier? Friends or enemies? Friends always. You know what Jesus said about that? He said, you know, friends, it's good that you love them. But he's saying, that's easier because they love you. But the quality of love we're talking about right now is we love that which the world or the enemy, Satan, assigns no value to. Don't agree with him. So as we go into Christmas and into the future, let's check the quality of our love. Our love for God, our love for each other, and a love for people that are lost. But they haven't lost their value. That is passing Christmas on. And that's why love, not ours, God's, in us it's really the content of Christmas let's stand together and do you believe this the, the, I said it's going to be a short service did I not say it's going to be a short maybe I didn't anyway it's going to be a short service 
because you've got turkeys in the oven. How many right now have a turkey in the oven? How many here are putting their turkey in the oven within the next three hours? Yeah, we are too. We're doing that. Father, I thank you for this group of people that have gathered here today. Thank you for these children. May this be a moment in time and even having the fun of finding a lost coin that they realize how much they matter to God. I pray for all of us that we'd celebrate today because we never lost our value to you. And Jesus, you sought us and you saved us. And of course, if you're here today and you've never received Christ as your Savior, he is seeking you out. A simple prayer in your heart is that which receives him. And that's a prayer you can pray as simply as this, Father, right in your heart, you say, Father, I want to receive Jesus Christ, the great gift. I thank you that you value me. And so I right now accept Christ as the forgiver of my sins and the leader of my life. And for us Christians, I really think it's, oh Lord, thank you for putting me in touch with my value again. And thank you for seeking me. And thank you that you found me. And thank you that you've chosen me. And thank you that you love me so deeply. Give me that kind of love for the people in this world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you find this program helpful or would like to learn more, please give us a call, 780-539-0572 or email mail at peopleschurchgp.com.